Good evening and welcome to another edition of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast here on WFUVsports.org. My name is DJ Sixsmith. The regular season has finally come to a close. 22 and 7, 12 and 2 overall in conference. Now joined by head coach Stephanie Gailey. How does it sound to you after pick number 11 in the preseason Say polls? it again, DJ. Number Say it again. 11, the Fordham Rams were picked and they finished number 3. 22 and 7. I mean, um it sounds really nice. I mean, I I feel some ways you got to pinch me because it just feels like the other day we were just starting the season and we were getting ready to go on our road trip and we found out Mar wasn't going to be able to go and we were nervous by that and we started off very strong and it's just been a great year. I mean, we we obviously feel that we have a lot left to accomplish, but um, I feel the season's broken up into four seasons. Your first season is your is your uh, out-of-conference season, second season your conference season, third is your your conference tournament and fourth is your postseason so I told the kids today we did a great job in the regular season now it's on to season number three and let's just take our success and move it forward now before we get to season number three let's talk about that final game at Temple it was close in the first half but you guys pull away in half number two Aaron Rooney had a nice game she had 15 points over a thousand now for her career so just give me your thoughts about that final victory to close out the season in the right way I just thought it was a complete game I, I mean after coming off our Bonaventure game where I just felt we kind of survived survived a long stretch without a day off survived an emotional game on senior day against St. Joe's and and survived uh, you know a, a tough Bonaventure team that was fighting for their life for playoff positioning um, so I, I just feel that Temple game I think we were working on all cylinders and I think that we, we are now peaking at the right time and for Aaron, she had 586 points at Monmouth. She's already got 418 this season. We've talked about it a lot, how she's transformed in a di- into a different offensive player. And no more was it evident than in that game against Temple where she'd get a screen, but she'd go the other way. She loves going baseline. So just talk about her transformation over this past two years. I think the year off really helped her. I think the redshirt year in which she was, she really took ownership in that year. I mean, she certainly didn't take off. She she came in and worked out every day on something different. She, she's already come to me about what she can work on for next year, you know, different, you know, parts of her game. And that's what makes her one of the best players in the conference. And so, therefore, she will only get better because of that mentality. I mean, I think Erin has gotten to the point now where I feel like, and that's the next step of maturity with her, is she won't attack unless I call her number. And she's got to get to the point where I don't have to call her number for her to recognize that. And she's starting to make that adjustment, and I think that's only going to make her game better. Now, another player who had a year off was Mara Strickland. She was supposed to play last year but had some sickness, didn't play, and now it's finally come to fruition for her. So just talk about it. Her whole year from, like you said, that first game where she has a concussion, she's out to now she's your team's leading scorer and one of the best players in the A-10. You know, God works in mysterious ways. And Mara and I talk about that all the time. And we talk about her faith and how, you know, how she was placed here and and, and how the illness put her in a situation to, to have the year off and how we were fortunate to get the six-year appeal. And, um, you know, she's out that first game and, and we find a way to, to win without her. And I think she just keeps getting better with every game. And, not only is Mara an outstanding player, she's just a great kid, and she's just a wonderful leader, and I think that has a lot to do with our success. And, Coach, another player who's really been getting better over each game is Sam Clark. And against Victoria McCauley, one of the best post players in the entire A-10, Sam has 11 points, and after the first few minutes where a lot of offensive rebounds were happening, she really settled down. So just describe what it meant to your team to have that type of performance inside. Well, I challenged Sam a little bit after the Bonaventure game, and you got to know how to tap into Sam. She's a different kid. She's an emotional kid. She's a freshman, and freshman year is typically a roller coaster type year. 
And I, I challenged Sam. I said, listen, you know, you, you came from a St. Joe's game, which I thought was one of the best of the year, to the Bonaventure game, which I thought was one of the worst of the year. And she was going to be challenged again by McCauley. And, and, you know, Sam has proven herself against some of the top players. And, and again, with having Charlotte back and Christina back and Emily back, I think it helps Sam knowing that she has people to back her up and she's okay to ask for a sub now, whereas before she knew we really couldn't go to one. So I think, you know, I think Sam's best is ahead, but, if, you know, I'm going to continue to work her and, and challenge her. And I think, you know, she could be one of the top post players in the conference in the future. And, Coach, we couldn't talk about this game without mentioning Abigail Corning, who won a 10 co-player of the week, back-to-back double-doubles. She's your workhorse. She's your vocal leader on the court. Just describe Abigail's impact on your team. You know, it's hard to describe because Abigail's one of the hardest working players I've ever had. I mean, what you see at a game is what she brings every day in practice, so it doesn't surprise me. I mean, we did films today, and there's three or four plays that we put under the category of why we win, and, they're all, and a lot of more Abigail. You know, their yeah. offensive rebounds are taking charges. Um, I was so happy for her to get that player of the week because sometimes I think what she does – gets kind of under the radar and nobody really sees and she's had two back-to-back double doubles and and she's a you know 510 guard and and I just think you know sometimes she she kind of falls on under the spotlight with Mar and Aaron and you know Sam and and Ace and so I was glad to see her get the recognition that was well deserved. DJ Sixsmith, Stephanie Gately here on WFUVsports.org. Let's move forward to season number three. You guys get that first round bye You'll have either the 6th seed or the 11th seed. You haven't played Butler this year, but you beat St. Louis at their place. You're starting to look at Butler right now. But, Coach, how hard is it to scout two different teams when you don't know who you're playing until the night before? Well, I think the next few days we concentrate on ourselves because you, you don't know who you're playing. So to put a lot of time into something, it, it doesn't make any sense. So uh, we'll prepare for both. I mean, um, both of them do some similar things defensively, so we're able to prepare for that. But, um you know, Butler, I have seen tape because I happened to watch their game versus Temple. Uh, St. Louis, you've got to remember, we played without Mara, and we played with a very limited roster. Charlotte wasn't cleared yet. Emily wasn't cleared mm-hmm. yet. So we didn't have a full roster at that point, and we, be- we were able to beat them there. So I think our kids, hopefully, you know, would be confident but not overconfident. And Butler's a very good team. I mean, I think both teams are very well coached. Both teams are very dangerous. And, I, and you know, at this point, you got to go through really good teams to get that championship. Now, you haven't played Butler this year. Do you like that since they don't see you on tape and may not know what to expect? Or do you think it's a little bit of a disadvantage not really knowing what to expect as much as seeing them against another team? I think it's more of an advantage, I guess, if, if I had to choose. Um, one, you got to remember they have to prepare to beat each other. So the time they're spending right now, even though they probably have an assistant breakdown our, our games, their total emphasis is going to be their next three days is on that opponent because that's a live and die. So they're really going to only have one day to prepare for us because you you can't put time into us if you can't p- get past that first opponent. So I think their emphasis is going to be on each other, which is an advantage for us because our emphasis is going to be on both of them. Now, Coach, my biz- biggest excitement about this trip is the hotel. You're not going to be in the Crown Plaza. You're going to be in the Marriott since you're a top-four team. So how sweet is it to be in the top four? Very sweet. No disrespect to Crown Plaza, but, you know, <laughs> we, we have gone quite quite fond of our Marriott. I love getting my Marriott points. Of course. Uh, um, I love the location. You know, Maggiano's was terrific the last time we were there. I mean, it was just was a... A great hotel. I mean, that's where we've stayed when we've come and play all the teams in Philly. So the kids are very familiar with it, very comfortable with it. And Temple's been kind enough to allow us to use their facility for practice over those couple days. Folks, if you're in the Philadelphia area, Maggiano's, that's the place to go for Italian food. And, Coach, it was a very special dinner because your son Dutch was with, with us. Your nephew was there. How nice was it to see all your favorite family members? It was awesome. My sister Tara came, and it just was a, you know— Anytime you're with family, it's great, especially in that type of Italian, you know, of format course, with of course. family style <laughs> meal. I mean, 
Um, so that was exciting. And the nice thing at the Temple game is, you know, I had about 50 family and friends out there. I mean, I, that was, as we know, I wasn't feeling particularly well, and it was it was hard to try to acknowledge everybody after the game. But I really feel we're going to have a great turnout. I, I like the time of our game. I like the fact that, you know, we're the final game, and I think that can build up the excitement for our game. All right, Coach, let's get back to basketball. One of the things you mentioned was the short bench for most of the year. You guys are finally healthy now. Emily Tapio's back. Charlotte's starting to get into the mix. Christina Gaskin. How important is that going to be for the stretch run in this A-10 tournament to have different girls you can call upon if something doesn't go right with your starters? I think it's really important. I mean, because they're they're all doing a good job at practice, so I, I'm confident in all of them. Like right now, we went to a short bench, yes, short bench yesterday with Charlotte because there was no reason to change it because nobody was in foul trouble, and we were able to, you know, to do that. You know, that might not happen. You never know what's going to happen with foul trouble. It's nice to have that luxury of having a bench to go to because we have had some games where some kids have been in foul trouble, and I haven't really been able to go to the bench because we haven't had the luxury of having them. Now, this year in the A-10 tournament, you guys are the – the ones being hunted. Last year, you were the hunters. How do you think your team's going to deal with this experience, which most of them are not used to? I, I really, to be honest, DJ, I don't think it's going to phase them. I think they're very tunnel. They have a lot of tunnel vision right now. I think they're focused on their eyes on the prize, you know, and they know that there's two teams that stand between us and Barclays, and so therefore, for us, you know, we'll go and watch that game. Friday against you know Butler and St. Louis and be focused and and you know the kids can see what team we're going to play then we'll have Saturday that we need to to get ready but this is a very focused group I, I really haven't had to redirect them much and, and I mean even Saturday before our Temple game we didn't have a particularly good practice but I knew with this team that they would write the ship just because that's been the nature of them all year. Coach one of those teams standing your way right now Brooklyn is Charlotte you guys had a really historic victory on the road against them now I don't want to look too far in advance but Reflecting on that game in early January against the 49ers, you mentioned it after the broadcast. is one of those wins that really solidified your team and made them believe. What about that game is going to help you in this A-10 tournament and possibly facing Charlotte again? Well, let me know that we can beat them. I mean, not only did we beat them, we beat them there. And I think that was a big thing for us. And, you know, again, we weren't at full strength. And so knowing that we have our full team there, knowing that we can beat them, um, knowing that we, you know, beat them at third place, I think there's a lot of confidence. Of course, they're going to come in wanting, you know, have loaded for bear because we, we were their only conference loss. But um, I, I just, you know, hope that we do get to that point because I would like this team to have an opportunity to play for a championship. And the way things shake out, you guys only have to face two teams. And the good news is you avoid Dayton, St. Joe's, or Duquesne until the championship. And like for a team like St. Joe's that you beat here, just talk about how difficult it would have been to play them on their own court in front of their fans. I'm going to be honest. It would have been difficult. You know, I mean, we had to face them last year. So I know, I know that advantage goes to the home team. And we stayed with them for a little while. But, they're, you know, they're, they're a strong team. They're well coached. They've got a, you know, you know, I think they have a kid that's a player of the year candidate. And they got, you know, a couple all-conference type players. And, um, you know, their school's on spring break. But, they, you know, th- we, will, we will have a good turnout. But I, I also – I was concerned if we had to get in that, you know, that 4-5 matchup with them and have to match up with them in that first-round game because I knew that that would be a difficult one on their court. So I was real – you know, obviously there's a lot of great things that came out of Sunday's win against Temple. All right, Coach, let's finish it off right here. Why will the Fordham Rams be at the Barclays Center a week in advance? Why will the Fordham Rams be at the Barclays Center in a week in advance? The Fordham Rams will be at the Barclays Center because they are a very unselfish group. There's, you know, there are some of their parts, and um, they just, 
they're just a very, very unselfish team that has great chemistry and that really genuinely care of each other. There's always that cliche of family. This team genuinely does care about each other. And so, therefore, it's generally my experience has been it's those teams that have great leadership and great chemistry are the ones that rise to the top. An unselfish team that it starts with a head coach, Stephanie Gailey. Thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to the weekend, and best of luck to you. Thanks, DJ. Go Rams. Alrighty, so that will do it for another edition of the Stephanie Gately Show podcast here on WFUVsports.org. So, our first A-10 game will be Saturday night as the Fordham Rams take on the winner of the 6-11 and game. That will be going on at 7.30 p.m. The one-on-one pregame report will be coming your way at 7.25, one place only. That's right here, WFUVsports.org. Now, if the Rams win, they'll have another game Sunday afternoon. That will be at 4 p.m taking place at Hagen Arena in Philadelphia. Tip is 4 p.m. We'll be on with the one-on-one pregame report at 3.55 only on WFEVsports.org. So, until those times, the executive producer of all WFEV Sports broadcasts is Mr. Bob Ahrens. I'm DJ Sixsmith. Have a great evening, everybody. Fordham Rams basketball, an exclusive product of WFEV Sports.